Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. KCAA Loma Linda. 1050 AM. 106.5 FM. And now 102.3 FM. If you're behind, and you know you're behind in your savings, you know you're behind from retirement, you haven't got enough retirement money, you're getting worried, and nobody helped you today. Did anybody help you today? Were you able to go to your mobile device today and say, what should I do with my stock? Did anybody do a video for you today? Did your planner, did your money manager, did the guy that's running your 401k, did he do a video for you today three times during the day tell you exactly what to do with the stocks we're in? No. Now, when you join the gang, you can decide what you want to participate in. You can have the full schooling where you come to our class on a daily basis. That's done over the internet, of course. Or if your person says, I just want you to make money for me because I don't have time to learn and I have a program for that. And that's called my video stock program. So when the market goes up, you're going to make money. When the market goes down, you're going to make money. Join Phil's gang today and go to philsgang.com or call 877-600-GANG. That's 877-600-4264. NBC News Radio. I'm Brian Shook. The Senate will be voting on the confirmation of Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh later this week, according to Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Today, McConnell expressed confidence that a follow-up FBI investigation will be completed soon. The woman accusing Brett Kavanaugh of being involved in targeting women for gang rape is speaking to NBC News. Julie Swetnick said Kavanaugh was at a party when she was sexually assaulted. She remembers Kavanaugh as an aggressive drunk. He was very aggressive, uh, very sloppy drunk, very mean drunk. I saw him uh, go up to girls and paw on them, try to, you know, get a little too handsy. Las Vegas is honoring the memory of 58 people who were killed one year ago today at a country music festival. Last year, gunman Stephen Paddock opened fire on a crowd of concert goers at the Route 91 Harvest Festival, injuring over 400 people. Brian Shook, NBC News Radio. Attention all business owners. Join C's Candies, Big Lots, Dollar Tree, and Sola Salon Studios at the Tri-City Shopping Center in Redlands. Availability is now open for your company, whether that be restaurants, retail, or more. Located between Alabama and the Tennessee exits where the 10 and the 210 meet in Redlands. The Tri-City Shopping Center is zoned for multi-use. Call today and schedule your appointment. Ask for Chris Beauchamp or John Jennings. 951-684-4400. That number again, 951-684-4400. The Tri-City Shopping Center in Redlands, the mall with a heart. 
Turner's Fine Carpets is a family-owned business providing generations of great service. They specialize in carpeting, laminate flooring, installation, and satisfied customers. Turner's Fine Carpets is locally owned and operated by Dad, Larry Turner, along with his son, Dan, who works side-by-side in the office with the help from their loyal employee, Frankie. Before Larry, it was Dennis Turner, Larry's dad, who started this family-owned business. With three generations and nearly 60 years of experience serving the same community we all grew up in, Turner's Fine Carpets must be doing something right. They serve Ukaipa and all the surrounding areas of the Inland Empire. You can find Turner's Fine Carpets of Ukaipa on Yelp. For a direct quote, Turner's is located at 35168 Ukaipa Boulevard in Ukaipa, just above California Street, or at 909-797-6100. That's 909-797-6100. Or Google Turner's Fine Carpets of Ukaipa. Bad Boys 3 is coming together. This is the entertainment wrap-up for NBC News Radio. I'm Andrew Caravella. Variety has the story saying Sony Pictures is close to greenlighting Bad Boys for life. This will reunite actors Will Smith and Martin Lawrence as two of Miami PD's most infamous officers. The plan is for the third Bad Boys to be in theaters by Martin Luther King Jr. weekend in 2020. Smith is on board to reprise his role as Detective Mike Lowry. Lawrence has yet to come to terms, but the comic continues to circle the project. Now in other news, I have some gossip for all of you. Now, there's this hot new young star, Noah Centineo. You heard of him? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you have. Well, he was just spotted over there by DC on the Warner Brothers lot. Fans are speculating he could very well be the next Batman in the upcoming Matt Reeves film. You see, Centineo recently took it to his Instagram story that he was at Warner Brothers, and he told his fans that he was there for a fitting. While the young actor didn't give anything away with regard to what project it was for, he added that he's stoked about it. Now, it could all just be a funny coincidence. I mean, Ben Affleck is expected to be in the next Batman film. However, due to personal issues with Ben, there is no for sure confirmation as of yet. More to come on the story as it becomes available. And that's going to be the entertainment wrap-up right here on KCAA Radio. For NBC News Radio on 102.3 FM, 106.5 FM, and the Legacy, 10.50 AM in the Inland Empire, I'm Andrew Caravella. KCAA.
What's up, team? This is Robert Porter with the I Love San Bernardino Radio Show on KCAA NBC 106.5 FM, 102.3 FM, 10.50 AM. We will sit here and talk politics, culture, and history with the native short dog from San Bernardino Island. How's everybody doing? How you doing today? Oh, I'm Love doing incredible, evening. man. Thank you so much for coming in here. Like, I, I don't know if I'm your number one fan, but I might be close to it, and I'll put right. up, up as much uh, as I posted your work as possible because, like, uh, you have some great music. You help the kids. So we're going to try <clears throat> to go through all that today, and, and, and we got a little crackle, a little tiny crackle. But and we're tr- we'll try to get, get your information out there and and, and w- what you're all about and growing up a little bit in San Bernardino and stuff like that. So let's start there. Like, um, you you were born on the um in uh, in the Inland Empire. Could you tell well, us a little bit about that? I was actually born in Fontana, California. Okay. Kaiser Hospital in San Bernardino County. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we would have kept it natural to been on the reservation, but you know we have doctors now and everything else. So <laughs> everything goes to the doctors. But uh, yeah, I was born in a. Uh, in 1974, in uh, Kaiser Hospital in Fontana, California. And uh, um, what what um, elementary school and uh, junior high did you go to? I went to Maple Elementary School in Bloomington, California, and then I went to uh, Alder Junior High. I guess that would be Rialto, California. So you, you've been all over the IE with your education, huh? Yeah, and then uh, to be honest, I mean, I went to San Gorgonio and San. Andreas, but I never finished school. So actually, what's funny about that is I'm going back Thursday to Redlands to start working on getting my high school diploma. Congratulations, yeah. man! Yeah. And at, um, San Andreas is known as uh, it was always known as a spot where you got your second chance. And yeah, uh, was Margaret Hill uh, principal? Yeah, then? she was principal. She's a beautiful person too. Oh man, yeah. I, she she's honestly one of my f- favorite professors and uh, doctors in in town. We're getting some feedback, dude. Can you got that? Yeah. All right. And uh, basically, uh, maybe I'll step back. She she's like my uh, mentor and hero, and like she's mentioned before that she, she knows exactly who you are. So. Yeah, she she does. She's she's seen me come in from San G straight to San Andreas. I didn't look like I look now, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, so me. what was that transition like? Were you having problems at San G? Or like, you... Hey, you know what? I got into uh, running around in the streets during the summer. I mean. I, after 11th grade, I just started going out and hanging out. And I kind of hung out with the wrong people and then ended up the first day of 12th grade. You know, I just didn't go. And I just just started partying and doing some other stuff. You know what I mean? And it was, I wish I would have would have did it then, but you never know how my life would have been yeah, now yeah. if I would have did it. So. And, and now that you're going back, uh, it gives you an opportunity to, to do it with intention. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm I'm older, and you know sometimes it takes a long time for for us to mature. So at certain times of our age, you know, we finally start to see like, hey, I should have did this a while back. I'm gonna go back and do it now. You know, I'm a little bit older now, and uh, it just you start to see things different as you become a lot older. D- were were you uh, dabbling in music in twelfth grade or? Um, you know what, I wasn't doing that, but I was dabbling in drugs. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think everyone had a little fun in yeah. twelfth grade. Uh, that was some of my first party, and I remember. Uh, yeah. I, I, I did smoke a little weed back in those days. I mean, it yeah. wasn't as much as now. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, that's just how it is. But but uh, but it's good that you realized that. Uh, that you can go back and, and, and still uh, fulfill those dreams that you have. Yeah, and, and I mean, again, it, it, with age, I mean, you start to realize a lot of things that happen 
and and you start to see things different. Like, you know, when I was younger, I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna pass away. I'm gonna die young. You know, I'm not gonna. I don't want to get old. You know what I mean? And then I realized as I started getting older, it's like I don't want to die young. I want to get old. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? And and you start seeing these things. I mean, um, going through that that whole issue. I was about 17. I mean, I got into to you know drugs drinking a little bit but uh that was the first time i tried something that that really took me somewhere else that i never want to go back to again and it took me about seven years to be to get clean in about i'd say about i mean to be honest about two two adolescent places that i went to and when i was younger before all that and then about four uh rehabs in order to clean up but i finally got clean and I've been clean since, uh, I say 1998, January 12th, but one of the guys that puts my stereos in my car, he said, no, nah, I was still going crazy in 98. It was 2000 when I finally quit. So it's in between 98 Was that alcohol or just? I was, I was, I was on a speed, crystal mm -hmm. meth and all that stuff, and well, really bad. Most people don't know this about me, and if you're willing to admit it, I will Good. too. I, I did my year, and I realized that I got zero point zeros. Right. And I it woke me it really woke me up. What was going on over there with the <laughs> I put the lines inside the, the we're, mic, but we're getting a little side action there from sorry yeah. about the technical difficulties, but so yeah, I did I did my time and then I realized that wow, this is ruining it was yeah. fun at first, but then it's ruining my life, so And that that's that's one thing it did for me too as well as uh it was uh it just really messed with my life. There was a lot of holidays I missed with my family that I was so pretty much strung out and tweaking out that I, I missed holidays like, like Christmas, Thanksgiving, you know, and we do celebrate Thanksgiving still, but we do it in a different way, you know, but uh, there was a lot of time that I, I, I missed with my family, including my grandparents, you know, a lot of, a lot of my family don't know, but uh, there was times I'd come to my house, I couldn't open the door to them because of how high I was, you know, and, and, I, know, I, I would sneak in the back door and they wouldn't even know I was at the house. Yeah. Yeah, that stuff messes you up. But but to be where you are today, today after it's, it's, after I'm, overcoming, I'm, you know? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually grateful, you know, and it's just wish. Sometimes I wish and I think back, man, I could have did something different. But again, I think about it now. It's like, you know, if I did it then. How would everything be now? You know what I mean? And you can't change the past. No, and and life's a mystery. You know what I mean? It's like it takes you in all these different ways, and it's it's free will. That's what the Creator gave us: is free will to to learn and and know and have common sense of things when things are wrong, when things are right, when when you just you feel it deep down in your heart when you have that heart still. You know, it's like you know you know those instincts inside you. You know, those come with you through your ancestors. You know, and and those keep you strong, you know, and that's why I was lucky enough to get cleaned up was through my ancestors and my elders. It made me see like I need to I need to quit because if I don't, I'm gonna die. And and it 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 helped me see a whole different light of 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 uh, everything that just happened. You know what I mean? It, 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 I have to admit I had some fun times. Yeah. But then those fun times turned into to more like work. To maintain that lifestyle, you know. Yeah, and for me, it was it was rough, you know. And and one thing is is living on the reservation. It's a little hard because you're you're sometimes I think being put on the reservation like the government did to us it isolates us from everybody else, and we tend to isolate ourselves. Yeah, 
But that that yeah. was done on purpose. Yeah, and and it's but it's still happening today. We tend to isolate ourselves. Um, oh yeah, I've only been on the reservation yeah. one time, and right. that's because I got to a political event. Right. Mr. Ramos is out. <laughs> Otherwise, you you sit there at that gate, and that's that's just about it. Yeah. But I don't know if it's from me being too close too, but <laughs> I can hear a little static. But yeah, I mean, I just want to say thank you very much for for letting me be here and and letting me get on the radio with you and talking. You know, I'm, I've been doing this a long time with our music, and I started performing when I was younger, traditional songs, when my grandmother would take me to Awa Reservation in Palm Springs, and uh, I started singing with Tony Andreas in his ranch a long, long time honor. ago. But that was when I was little, and I started, I, I think from right there, that's when I started trying bird singing and, and picking it up. And it was hard because to dance, to sing, and to use your rattle, it's got to be really coordinated. That's it. Take me about a good two years before I can actually sing. And and endurance. Yeah, and endurance because it's 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 hard, you know. But and long those songs can be uh, quite long sometimes. Too. Yeah, they're, they're long, and a lot of the songs too aren't. You know, a lot of the ones we do today that we perform publicly. I mean, they're they're really sad songs because they talk about the migration of the people. It's it's not all about um, birds all the time, you know. It's not about the animals. Sometimes it's it's more about the people sacrificing their lives for us to continue living and being who we are today. And that's that's um, it's that having to recognize that 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 part of it, you know. And a lot of the songs are sad songs because they they made them for all the people that were going and passing before us. So so, Mr. Siva was the one who. He saved some of the songs from Sam Manuel, or uh, like the sheep song itself. Yeah, the bighorn sheep. Pa. Okay. Yeah, right. that's how you say it in Serrano. But yeah, I didn't even introduce myself, but actually, uh, in Kawia we say Mihuen, and in in, in in Serrano we say Haminat. So it's hello. Okay, so and, 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 they, and they call you a Pakuma. Pakuma, yeah. Pakuma, yeah. And uh, that means. That means like big shelter, big covering. That's uh, my great great grandfather's name. Taunat. Uh, my last name was actually Taunat. Is what the uh, Serrano people in Morongo called my great great grandfather. And, uh, and that's Santos Manuel, right? Yes, and those were his traditional names. But again, before we had first and last names, yeah, think about it. We only had like one name, you know. Mm -hmm. But. Uh, it's yeah. still a cool name. I dig it. I dig yeah. it. Yeah. So I kind of, because we have it on our licenses, I just put the two together, you know. But before I did that, you know, there was a long time that I sat with my grandparents and my grand, my grandmother most of all and asked her for the permission of changing my name. And I did that a long time, and it took a long time to actually do it. Actually, I, I did it after she already had passed. Um, but I did that with that permission that she gave, you know, I just didn't go and do it. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like that's open for everybody to do. And if people can share it and bring back our language by using our names again, it, it helps. It builds that spirituality back up in the people. It brings up. I, I love it, that. It helps idea. and works it all up. So I just, it's not just me that did it. I, I wish everybody else would go do it. You know, and, I have a little cousin named Kwame. And maybe, maybe the, the place names in San Bernardino, too, can... can that, would, that would be nice, too, because, I mean, you see that one, when you start going out toward Ukaipa, they have one of the names. Yeah, Tuckwit Canyon. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's like, 
and it'd be nice to see a lot more of that throughout Southern California because our tribes are everywhere, you know what I mean? Mm. In, in Northern and Cali, I mean, we're, we have, uh, you know, more tribes here than the whole United States, you know what I mean? And that's something that's very interesting uh, anthropologically to study is yeah. why are there so many yeah. groups right here, you know? And that's because Cali's incredible, right? Right, everybody wants to come to Cali, right? <laughs> yes, man, and it's it's especially San Bernardino. Yeah. Um, I, I did a little research mm -hmm. on... Um, uh, in Duncan Strong's book from 1928, and it mentioned uh, uh, the, the clan under the arrowhead was called the, the Apai Havatum. Hmm. And uh, I had uh, Mr. Ernest Eva um, uh, translate that name for that extinct clan that was there. They're not really extinct, just that area that they use is gone. Yeah. And, and he said it, it means the ones that the creator favored most. Hmm. So that makes sense because uh, the Yohaviatum, the people of the pines, right? Mm -hmm. They were part of the creation story, right? And, yeah, and, and that's why, like, when you, you meet a lot of us, you hear some of us will tell you our clans. We're like, uh, you have you have Coyote Clan and Wildcat Clan. Mm -hmm. And growing up with my grandmother, too, she always said I was Bear Clan and Wildcat Clan. That's who, who we are or who I am, what she said. And that, that's why I always listen to her. What she said, I, I listen that's, to. That's very interesting. Yeah. And um, the, the Bear Clans are, like, strong people. Yes, uh, yes, spiritual people like medicine people, and uh, um, th they were basically in charge of this whole valley yeah. and area. Yeah, the, the hills as well as where um, the Yahavitum come from, and a lot of the, a lot of those growing up with my grandmother too is we have all those names, you know, even the Tatavium, you know, mm -hmm. we have all those the people like ancestors that branched out, you know, and all the people. And uh, when when you have your uh, powwows mm -hmm. and and everybody comes <clears> for three days, that's something that's been done for probably thousands of years in this area. Yeah, I don't I don't think we call them powwows. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, growing up a long time ago, we called them like like fiestas and get gatherings like that. But mm -hmm. we really didn't have powwows. I think the powwows started. A long time ago, like yeah. early 80s, yeah, it's late just a 70s. Term. Yeah, a term. But it's yeah. a gathering of yeah. the people, and that's where <clears throat> you see a lot of the people come from around Canada, all the way from back east, all the way over here to, to celebrate. That's a good thing, you know, and it, it shares uh, who we are, you know what I mean? And you'd be surprised when I first started dancing power, I started dancing uh, northern traditional up in uh, Browning, Montana, and the Blackfoot Reservation. Okay. So I was up there, and that's where I started dancing powwow and learning how to dance uh, northern traditional. And from there, I came down like a little powwow trail through uh, the Shoshone Bannock Res, through uh, Kootenai, uh, Salish. I think it, I don't even know if they have the same. They have a different name, but I don't think they even use it no more. But I came through all that way and came dancing down where the last time I danced was uh, one of our powwows, but when we came down, I danced over in uh, Pachanga. And and that's where I learned to dance. I learned up in uh, Browning, Montana. Uh, it was called Indian Days. And and when they powwow, they powwow. <laughs> I mean, they go for like three three in the morning. They powwow. <laughs> they I'm not really lying. have fun. Yeah, huh? and it's cold. And you just seem steam out of everybody's breath when they're dancing. But they, I mean, talk about powwows. Go up, go up there. Go to the powers up north and now they they go hard. I have a feeling the one that you guys are holding it will end up being one of the most important powwows in, in existence soon because yeah. you are in the center of all these groups and yeah, and, it just and, keeps getting bigger and bigger over there. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, you know. I, I just um, 
for me, I, I wish it was more uh, like uh, just, I don't know what you would call it. I, I wish it would be like more like a social gathering like it used to be, you know? A lot of the, um, it became more, I don't know, for me, it's the money thing, you know yeah, what I mean? It's I, like, it's contests all the time. And it's a good thing because it helps a lot of the community that come from far, that's how they, that's how they, they do it. They make their they, money they, dancing. Yeah, and they stuff. Perf they're performers. So, yeah, so it's it's an awesome thing. I, I mean, I did the the powwow at the Orange Show, and my thing was just trying to bring everybody together, not charge anybody for anything. Because I know there's a lot of powwows that happen where they charge everybody to do something, and I like it down here in Cali because they don't nobody gets charged. But you go some other places, they get charged to really dance. Interesting. Yeah, um, not not all the powwows. Yeah, I'm not, not all, saying not all of them there's only like a, like. Like maybe one or I don't know maybe there's two but the one I know it's just like I can I couldn't do that. To it's the getting people. a little corporate, huh? This a little, little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's getting huge. And, 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 and your your powwow uh, for Sam Manuel will be at Cal State San Bernardino on October 12th through 14th. Yeah. coming up here. Yeah, so get there early. Uh, Friday, that's when all the dancers check in. They're gonna, you know, it's a contest. It's really nice. I mean, you get a lot of beautiful people, a lot of beautiful nations that come throughout the United States and Canada that come down here to dance. Yeah. And any chance uh, you might be able to share a blessing with us uh, today? Yeah, I mean, let me see. Yeah, um, yeah. Our, our well, before that, I mean, is it alright to sing a song? Yeah, first? yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. A song. Yeah, That's what yeah. I meant. Yeah, oh, okay. you, that meant that means a blessing for me, no matter what. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll do a song. Now. But what song would you like to do today? Well, a lot of the songs we sing, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but a lot of the songs that we sing on our res, you know, a lot of the other tribes sing the same songs. Um, I when my godmother passed, she asked my one of my cousins to actually teach me some of the songs that we used to sing at Sam Manuel a long time ago. And the reason why I call it Sam Manuel is because growing up with my grandmother, she said we're Manuel. She she didn't really like it when they called it San Manuel. I don't that was a thing that she told me growing up. You know, I don't like San Manuel like the casino. She wasn't really into the casino thing, you know, the whole bingo thing that they called it San Manuel Casino. She liked it because we're manuals. That's that's what we are. She it told did, me that. And you heard me catch that, right? Like, yeah. Yes. And, and I remember you saying yeah. that at the Historical Society yeah. meeting. Yeah, and that's that's one thing that, that I remember that she would tell me is we're manuals, you know, not, not Manuel. Not Manuel. Okay. So I don't know. That's for me. That's how I go. And, and I just I live it through her, you know. And that's another reason why I do presentations is because I'm just following in their footsteps that they continue to do it, that I continue to do it for them. I don't, I don't do it for myself. I do it for everybody else, including everybody up there too. And it, they are incredible. He has all his uh, native plants and, and seeds laid out, all yeah. the different uh, uh, flutes and, and yeah. things you're using. Uh, and and it works with everybody's. I guess what you call it, uh, cure, uh, curation. Not not curation, but the cure. Is it curricular? Uh, oh, curriculum. Curriculum that yeah. goes to the schools. We based it on that too, so it 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 works with the schools. I mean, it it has everything from history to like to to science on everything. You know, and there's games in there. Questions. There's games, so yeah. it's like it it helps with everything, and it's it's you learn vocabulary too, and you learn a new language, you know what I mean? And we share it with the children. Well, after I watched you, I made improvements to my own presentations because uh, I think adding those games in there is an incredible idea. Yeah, and it's hard. When I go on presentations, do presentations, my presentations usually last about 45 to an hour. 
but I so wish sometimes I could take some crafts and do it with the kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, but that's hard. That's another presentation in in its own. So I'm looking at doing something like that with the education department. Is actually uh, uh, breaking off uh, presentations one for the whole presentation in PowerPoint, and then the next one as a second stage of that presentation is doing crafts, arts and crafts with the kids. Oh, because wow. then you could show it to them. Yes, and yes, they, and, they and understand. The kids and like to touch. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. That's they, why I take everything I take because they get to see and feel everything from our, we call them waka, our, our sandals, our shoes that we wore here in Southern California. Mm -hmm. And we take those, they get to see them, we, we, and that's what you call waka, our shoes. Have, have you ever made some of the, um, the yucca sandals before? No. And, I, and I've tried uh, basket, weaving baskets, mm -hmm. and that's pretty rough. That's yeah, hard. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, my my great great grandmothers were uh, like master basket weavers. You know what I mean. And for them, you can only imagine how long it took them to like be skilled in how to how to color and dye the certain parts of the baskets when you see them together. You know, and some of them were so tight that you can actually hold water in, and, that, and you could even cook that, with them. That, that's what your uh, clan was known for in, yeah. in your areas for the most incredible, beautiful watertight baskets that yeah. were in the whole area. Yeah. And then again, you had deer grass junkus, you had sumac, and you even used palm leaves, you know? So, so there was so many things you could use. And even yucca plant, you had the yucca plant, the agave plant. Yeah, we have so much that like, it's abundance back then that we can actually go out until, you know, the government comes and says, you can't go out there and pick these things anymore without permission. I, so. I, 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 I kind of studied under, uh, I did, took a, creation, uh, a curation course at Cal State San Bernardino during graduate school, and yeah. I got to work with Mr. Pink over there at Pachanga, and we went yeah. actually, um, like actually harvesting junkus, and yeah. uh, he w I took him over to, to the area, and you know if you go up Waterman Canyon Road, and you have that one hill with that with the, like they we call it Satan's Pad or whatever up there? Oh. In the canyon next to it, there's a, a Junkus uh, um, concentration. So oh, I wow. took him over there to see it, and uh, he pulled some out, and he's like, put it in his mouth and pulled it apart. Yeah, stripping it Yeah, down. and he said it was the most incredible material he had ever seen, yeah. which, which makes sense to me because if you have the best basketry, maybe it also has to do with the type of material you're using, too. It could be in the, in the you know, or where, the it's species, grown, where, yeah. where it's grown Oh, at too, true, you know? yeah. Because, I mean, a lot of the... Um, you, we call these San Bernardino Mountains, we call them Yuri, and that's that. That's a sacred name for these areas. This mountain that we see behind us, we call it Yuri, and that's the name for it. Just like San Jacinto Mountains, they're called Ayacaych. Ayacaych. In general, like Kaich means mountains. Wahach is valley and desert. So where, right now where we're sitting at is you'd call Wahach because it's the valley and deserts. So if you could imagine... Where we're at today, you know, if you took all the walls down and it was just dirt floors and, you know, that we'd call Wahach, the valley and deserts. And okay. Kaich, the mountains. And then San Bernardino Mountains, we call it Yuri. And uh, any name for uh, San Gregonio, did you remember? I'm pretty sure it'd probably be that, that Yuri, that Yuri. whole section right here of the San Bernardino Mountains okay. right there. So, And if I'm wrong, I mean, yeah, it'd probably I'm be another name, but there's so many names, especially for like the holy parts of the mountains that... We'd do the ceremonies that would where the women would go for. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. 
The Chamba life is for everybody. So go to ChambaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChambaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus they're uh puberty ceremonies and the men would go to become men you know they're all sacred sites that that uh we once had and the creation stories up in big bear toward big bear before those lakes they're man-made lakes but before all there there were like holy land up there that's where a lot of ceremonies took place it's especially near the eye of god up there at yeah. the quartz monument near a, a bear valley lake and the you one could that's see the coyotes trail where he drug the heart you know you could see the blood across the rocks yes, it's yes. that one section where it's all white rocks but you see the red going across and that's those things are very true and, and from that of, area i've been up there and I, you know how i like to look at the gardens on the hills that i, I believe in and there's one hill you can see from that area yeah. and to me in the i think i think they're pinions mm-hmm. on the on the this mountain and your great-grandfather owned a song from up there mm. and it looks like a coyote sitting there right. with dropping a heart <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, whoa! I don't like, think I've ever seen that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to. I'll have to sh- although I, I try to keep that area kind of That's low what key. We do. Yeah. yeah, I don't try to throw that area out, out too much because it, it's up to you guys to do all that. But yeah. I, I, I see this history in this song uh, in different areas. I'm like, wow, these th- th- that must have took so much work. And then yeah. uh, uh, another cool thing is uh, the Gabrielenos, a, a book by uh, uh, Eastman Johnson. Mm-hmm. She said that the Gabrielenos would come up to Big Bear and throw beads in the lake, uh, Bear Valley Lake. Um, um, and that was like the recreational area. Right. And it was a place that they know that their well, God the, had died. And where all the water would gather, you know? And I can just imagine, like, uh, um, uh, William Pink uh, told me about a, a place where uh, the ducks were supposed to migrate for seven days. Mm. I think it was either Lake Elsinore or right up there at Big Bear, right? Right. And, and why they come for seven days? Because they all go to a central location. You just see them keep coming, right? And if you think of one of the central locations would be like the Serrano Territory. Or, well, Serrano is the Spanish word that mm-hmm. the Spanish gave us. But our Mar-Am, the Mara, ter- yeah. Yeah, Mara-Am Territory. And that yeah. whole and the whole mountain range. Yeah, it was over 10,156 square miles. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it was a little bit of Riverside County, San Bernardino, most of San Bernardino County, uh, Kern County and Los Angeles County, just little pieces of that, you know? So it was over 10,156 uh, square miles, and there were That's over 30,000. That's a 30, lot of 000, food. And a lot of, a lot of Serrano people, mm-hmm. a lot of young people, uh, 30,000. So uh, have, a, have you seen the modern research on the LIDAR uh, for the Mayan down in uh, uh, South America, Central America? No. They just uh, did a LIDAR study in this, in this jungle area and found instead of like a few pyramids and a few buildings, they found 60,000 buildings. Yeah, imagine. Yeah. Probably sitting under the forest. Yeah, and, and it, it basically, what it showed me is that it, this happens a lot of times with, with archaeologists and anthropologists. Yeah. They don't leave their mind open to, to, 
to um, bigger possibilities, they always just focus on the small artifacts they find. Right. And then all of a sudden, when a big giant study comes in and makes them all look like you weren't paying attention, yeah. that's when they rise up, wait a second, right? Right. But they're talking like 10 million people down there. Yeah. So if, if there was a civilization down there, how did one miss in the most incredible spot in the world? I just, for me, I just know there's something here we got to find. Right. And I think maybe LIDAR studies might help us in the future because a lot of our hills are covered up right now. Yeah, and so much, I mean, if you go back a thousand years, imagine all that dust and dirt and everything that just kind of covers more and more of it, you know? So when the fire did go over in 2003, I studied, uh, my first experience was going into Waterman Canyon and walking around over there. And there's lots of circular spots where... Yeah. The, the old uh, dwellings were, and that made me realize, wow, there's a there's a settlement right here we didn't even know because all the bushes had grown and over it. As well as uh, the the water, the hot springs. Oh yes, yeah. those were like all medicine areas. You know, they helped cure people, help people when they were sick. You know, that's where all the people went. You know, and uh, like I read some stuff that would they would sit in there mm -hmm. in in the hot springs and then run and jump into the cool water of a of a Waterman Canyon. Right, and I'm just like. That must have been a buzz <laughs> and a half, you know? Because uh, that, that water gets warm over there, man. Yeah. It's some of the hottest water uh, this side of the Mississippi, I guess. Yeah. So that's pretty pretty incredible to me. And I, I always have this vision. I don't know if it's true, but like of there being an ice age uh, 10,000 years ago or whatever and it being really cold. But we have, an, uh, we have an, all the hot springs there and people hanging out near them. Yeah. I mean, you see that in, like, some of the coldest places in the, around the world, you know? They got hot springs coming out, and it's just ice all around them, you know? And then and that's just how they live. And that's and where all the food comes, yeah. all the animals. So it, it makes sense to me that there would be really old sites around the, the hot springs in California. Oh, there, there, there are. There probably are, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just It's just... We haven't looked deep in, into it yet. You know what I mean? We haven't, we've only scratched the surface. Barely, the, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and right under there, it's just like it, there's an overwhelming, just, you know, all our, all our people have been here for that long, you know, and way before that, you know. That's it's the beginning of time, yeah. according to the creation song. And, mm. and, it, and to me, it, it, it seems possible that, that they were here since for yeah. 10,000 years. I mean, if, if there's sites down in South America that are r much older, mm -hmm. it makes sense that up here <clears throat> there would be old sites. Yeah. So we should go to that, that one song. You want me to go to yeah, the song? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let me see. So these songs, um, again, when my, my aunt passed, you know, she asked me to, uh, she asked one of my cousins to come down. He's one of our spiritual leaders to uh, teach me and show me uh, the things that her grandfather learned in doing blessings and my other grandfather. And so we went and got together and, and with my cousin and her and she asked him to teach me. So we went on and so I learned the songs that we used to sing a long time ago. And again, the songs are, a lot of them are mixed. I mean, you'll hear Serrano words and Kawiya songs and you'll hear Kuya uh, words and Serrano songs, so a lot of them mixed a little bit. But these songs were sung a long time ago on on the Sam Manuel Reservation. Well, when um, there's intermarriage, I think that would happen sometimes. Yeah, and and growing up with my grandmother, you know, she spoke Serrano. I heard more Kuya, but she spoke Serrano and Kuya, and they could her and my godmother, uh, her oldest daughter, can actually uh, would be able to. Converse. Go back, yeah, back and forth, using it and mixing the languages together. That's so, so cool. 
So this is these are uh, really old songs that were sung on the res a long, long time ago. Oh, we got a, we got OG Suicide on the line, but you want to go to him first or do your song real quick? Uh, whatever would it. Oh, however you. I, I hope you can w wait one second for this song, Mr. Suicide. We'll be right back with you. <laughs> so yeah, these these songs are really old. Uh, uh, like I tell the kids, they're over 500 years old, even older than that. Some of the songs that we do, um, they're hard to translate because the words are ancient words. And then some that we still say, some of the songs we could still uh, get the words and, and talk about it, you know, and, and explain. But again, a lot of the words are ancient and, and they weren't, you know, written in books. You know, as we got older and our ancestors passed and they weren't written, they were orally taught to us, orally sung to us. And that's how we learned as a child. Um, one of the songs, well, this song that I'm going to sing is a, it's a, like coming of age song. It was for either the the teenage boy or a baby. It can go both ways, but it's about the the bow and arrow, and okay. it's about it's about talking to mom and dad and and wanting those things from them. Now it's like passing and growing up. Um, I was just I got it in my head, and then you and then I start a. Uh, Putting all these other songs, man. Uh, let me see. I just had it in my head, too. But these songs are really old. The last time it was recorded was, I think, in 1924. Wow. And, and uh, it was my, one of my, my I would call him my great uncle or, or great cousin. Ernest Siva was one of his family members that, that actually sung it. Um, one of my great mentors, man. Mr. Siva, you yeah. are the man. Thank you for yeah. everything you've always done. Yeah, he does a... a a lot with us, you know, and if it wasn't for him, we'd still be set back a little bit, but actually he just, he, he really helped, you know, he's, he's one of those guys that just an overwhelming history with him, you know, in a good spirit, him and his wife. Real good, real good. So I'm trying to remember this song. Uh, okay, here we go. And this is in Serrano too. Oh, cool. Akai, Akai, Nuyu Nai Nai Pai Tiki, Akai, Akai, Nuyu Nai Nai Pai Tiki, Akai, Akai, Nuyu Nai Nai Pai Tiki, Akai, Akai, Nuyu Nai Nai Pai Tiki. Akai, Akai, do you nine on my party? Akai, Akai, do you nine on my party? Akai, Akai, do you nine on my party? Yeah! That's probably the first time it's ever been heard on on a radio too. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, do you, do you mind if I post that up later? No, go ahead. Oh, That'd yeah, I'll nice. put the native on there, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And so, again, so tell us a little bit about what it means, real quick. It's about it's about the, uh, like the boy. It's like you could say it's about the baby coming of age or the the boy coming of age asking for those things from his parents, from his mom and dad. Okay, it, like. Uh, it's like uh, we're asking for these things. It's my turn. Like, give them to me now so I can go. So I can be an adult. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a coming of age. It's like almost like a, 
uh, puberty right for a boy to come to and all that. Just uh, I, I actually love the puberty rights uh, written down ceremony yeah. in English uh, yeah. for, for the different tribes. There, I kind of you can't follow everything in there, mm-hmm. but I kind of wish that like we could apply this to everyday society. Some of the stuff in there, yeah, and, yeah, and and a, and a lot. You know, it has been like. Uh, just common sense things, you know. It's like one was like simple. A, if if an if an elder asks you for your rabbit, don't throw the rabbit at him. Yeah. Um, hand it to him nicely, and then when he goes home, he'll sing your praises, mm. and um, you'll be a, you'll dance in the stars forever. Mm. But if you if you uh, if you if you throw it down or throw it at him, then he'll he'll talk bad about you. And I was right. like, that's common sense. That's you know that could help everybody. Yeah. I mean, and, and that shows sharing, helping your elders and how it's, how it's important. They're not, yeah. you know, they can't go out and shoot a bunch of deer right away when you're that old, you know? Nah. You know, so like so you, you want to help them out. Yeah. yeah, and you bring it to the family first. That's how it's always been. It's, uh, it's just a thing that traditionally if you go out and bring something in, it goes to the family first and it's shared. And then the last ones to you, to those leaders. That's how the leaders were back then. That's how they, they were our, what we call our kika, our... our chief but we don't call them chiefs here in california we call them kika kika and uh and they always had that like you think of the president today and the vice president we had our leaders like chiefs when you when you go back east and, and up north but uh we called them kika and the paha is paha was the the, the paha was the the person like almost like a vice president with them okay yeah the paha the chaka was the the singers and and the, the, the paha the, was the, the medicine man, the doctors. What were they? The uh, hornch. Okay. Hornch. Okay. Yeah. Hornch. Yeah. Hornch. It's kind of hard to say. Hornch. Yeah. There you go. Hornch. So you had the kika, the paha, the hornch, and the chaka. The chaka were the ceremonial singers. And they all kind of shared responsibility. And, and well, that's how it was back then. Is is there was a spirituality based in our in the tribes too as well. I mean, you had. Uh, you know, and everything that we did back then, I would say politically, when you don't look at the word politics, but it's the word now that everybody uses when there's a government. Mm-hmm. Back then, you know, they had, they worked together to make things happen, and there was a spirituality that was based in that political thing, in that circle, right? Mm-hmm. To make sure everything goes right as well, because it was, it was just the way it was, and the ceremonial singers, and that's how it went in traditional customs you know that's how it was passed down but then it it, when we start adopting more of the united states government kind of thing it starts to change you know and then and then now we have like a vice chair or chairman vice chairman secretary we have that it's the same similar but i think our our spiritual ways and traditional traditional and customary ways back then were a lot more stronger than they are today. i would have to agree in the the white way of it's kind of like a divide and conquer thing, and yeah. it, to me, it feels like sometimes the biggest families win just because they have the most votes. And 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 that's what's sad about today because you stop you when I can't say everybody, but you stop to not think about the real issues that are going on, but to just kind of have that favor for somebody. And and, and sometimes it's just not the right thing. But but then again, it's like. You can't change it, so you know what I mean. And it's it's just you got to keep being you and 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 going and and just a struggle because life, I think, for Native Americans is a struggle every day, and and it's it's 
a struggle that's been happening since the time that we were put on reservations and that we were pushed aside. You know, there it is a struggle, and and I don't, I think very many people don't understand that. You know, and and that's another thing with like uh, PTSD. You know, and like the soldiers yes, have yeah. that when yes. they come back from war. You know, and and. It's it's the same thing that the native people got through their ancestors was passed down. You know, it's that thing, that isolation again. And, and, and there's so many with that prayer. Like, what? I just, you know, is it okay to do like a, a blessing kind yes, of thing? Yeah, or, yes, yes, yes. You know, it's what I found earlier when we were talking about is, is I know there's people just like my, like I just asked Amna, you know, or Chinook. It's uh, the great spirit and the creator that he just watched all over all of us and keep us safe and to touch our hearts and, and bless our minds and touch our hearts that we work together, that we work with our minds and hearts together and not individually and that we come as one and like our, our community, we come as one to work together because as we come and become whole, everything starts to work better. Yes. You know, it's when we're separated. It's like our hand. It's like our hand. You know, we have, what, five five fingers or four fingers and one thumb, but you imagine when you use the palm of your hand that that's the whole of everything, you know? The, the fingers are what holds it all together, but you have to be whole in order to keep it together. And when we're not whole, things don't work right. Things kind of take a long time to get decisions made when it shouldn't be. Oh, uh, all right, I'm getting We got OG uh, suicide yeah, yeah. on the phone, where's, so o, where's OG? We're gonna get OG. What's up, OG? Hey, what's up, y'all? Hey, What's up, OG? It's good to have you on, man. Thanks for coming in last week. You you did a great job, dude. Oh, man. I mean, it's about, you know, uplifting people, man. Everybody from all walks of life. Mm -hmm. Like I said, no matter shape, form, or fashion, or color of the skin, it's about uplifting everybody. And we're all human beings first. Yeah, exactly. We all human yeah. beings, man. Now, now, now you're, you two are business partners, right? Yeah, man. We go That's play dominoes business. once That's in a while. Right there. Yep. <laughs> oh, right on. And and uh, um, you know, now are you guys going on a tour eventually? Here, what are you guys gonna do together? What's your next project? The next thing we got going, uh, I'm shooting a video next week, and Bro Bro is dropping this record with um, him and E40. That's mm -hmm. Man, getting ready to take off. It's getting ready to ex explode. It's getting hot. It's just sitting there. I mean, we have it already sitting, just waiting. We're just yeah. waiting for one thing, and once that's done, it's yeah. gonna come out. So, so you it's just got off a tour happen. with E Forty, right? Yeah, it was called the Gift of Gab tour. Oh, um, right on. So, if you look at E Forty, go check his new album out called Gift of Gab. But it, it was uh, from April 29th to September 22nd, and it was just a beautiful, beautiful tour. The 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 fans. Everybody there, it, it was just, it was live. They're, um, to go on tour with D40 in, in his camp, I mean, they really got it, like, locked down, and, and everything works good and runs good, and it's just a beautiful thing. What? Uh, OG Suicide. Yes. You you have been doing a great job at, 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 at helping me out and i just wanted to personally thank you for for everything you've done for me so far and and, and really i mean it from the bottom of my heart because i mean the, the fact you helped get the native on here man one of my yeah. i got a hat here dude you, i got some smokes man you know, you know I, I feel like a king today man that's right, man. You're supposed to feel like a king every day, family. Well, yeah. you're, you're, you're teaching the right way, and I and I 
and, and anything I mean, well, you I need. Got, I got real support, man, you know, in my corner that's, you know, like, I'm, I'm 49, man, and, and my days, you know, the word loyalty, you know, meant the world to us. And keeping your word meant the world to us, people mm-hmm. in my age bracket and older. And having the right support in your corner, man, like my bro sitting right there with you, the native, man, like the native is authentic, man, a, a real dude, man, that, that has an impeccable vision. You know, and, and 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 just how laid back and just how supportive he is, man. And you know, what I mean, he inspired me, you know, to to just keep going, man, because I know I got the, that true support behind me. So ain't nothing that can stand in my way of me getting out there and presenting my testimony and my message exactly. to just, you know, like I said, man. If if I could save one person at a time, man, I'm I'm happy with that. Well, well, your story uh, really helped me. I mean, when I saw what you were writing about at first on Instagram, I, it just made me, you know, ha- having my dad commit suicide and everything, it, it brought it really close to home and, and made me, you know what it made me? It made me not be mad at my dad anymore. It made me realize that, you know, he did what he did. He was a veteran. That's the way it goes. But, like, you can, I can be positive and build something good off of it. Mm. So you, you, you thank, can you, too. thank you for you being really honest. I, I I truly appreciate you being honest about all that stuff because people, if you have, if you ever feel like you need to do something like that, talk to somebody. Yeah, you have to talk to somebody. But the key thing is, who do you talk to? Mm-hmm. So that's why I push so hard to be the face of suicide prevention. You know, to to let people know that there is someone out there that you can talk to that actually put on those shoes that you're wearing and wore them before. Now I'm showing people how to put on a different pair of shoes to want to live because every day above ground is a blessing. Yes. And you're, 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 you're teaching everybody never to give up. Yeah. Mandatory. Please never give up. And we only got, and one, like I said, man, I got the right support behind me, man. My brother from another mother sitting right there, man, for real. <laughs> I mean that from from the bottom of my heart. Well, well thank you so much for calling in, uh, OG Suicide. And if you want to check out uh, any of his stuff, you, you can. He's got Never Give Up, Compton OG, and Tragedy featuring April Page uh, on YouTube right now. And what's yeah, that? What's definitely. the one they're shooting this weekend, OG? It's called I'm the Reason. I'm and the reason. Um, well, well, I have to move it to the 13th, bro. And when I see you tomorrow, I'll talk to you about it. Okay. Because I got the real. Tony Montana coming down to the Ooh. video shoot. He's going to be in the video. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. Old school. <laughs> All right, OG Suicide. Well, we're going to okay, let you y'all. go. And, and what, 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 anything you need, you can know how to get a hold of me. Likewise, family. Aspen, okay, bro. Aspen and Ioka, OG. All right, for sure. All right. All right. All right. I wanted to, oh, uh, there's a few things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what, what, what would you tell the, uh, oh, oh, here we go, here we go. Your great-great-grandfather is Santos Emanuel, yeah. a, a cultural hero of mine. What is the most important thing you think he would tell your people today? Don't forget who you are. Live, live the way we used to live. You know, it, it's really hard to live the way we used to live with things that happen today, you know, because everything changes and grows, but... I think one thing he would love for us to do is is not lose who we are and 
another thing I, I for me, I think what he would uh, want us to do is, is come together and work together more as as a whole, as a group, than individually, because it's, again, as a tribe, we're stronger than, than being one person, you know? And, okay, and that's that, that's think, beautiful right there. Yeah, I think and, I think that's one thing, and and never to look down on on one another, but to pick everybody up and and just you could take that to be, every tribe actually. Yeah. Every reservation could use that advice yeah. and just pick everybody up because we're all we're all connected. We're all put together here by the Creator. You know, the Creator brought us here together, and if it wasn't for my grand my great great grandfather, our great great grandfather, that. You know, we wouldn't be living where we're at today. We wouldn't have these things that we have today, you know. And some of the new things that we get today kind of change our lives after a while. But but if you have that spirituality somewhere deep inside you, it pulls you back. And you end up coming back to being who you really are. And that's one of those things through my journey is that I've seen that. And I keep seeing it every day when I live. You know, that's why I thank the Creator when we wake up. That, that I can I have eyes, I have a nose, I have a mouth, I have ears to hear, hands to touch and feel, feet to walk on, you know, and, and it's like those are the things that we should be thankful for, the breath that he gives us when we when we wake up, that first breath, you know, that we inhale when we're asleep and we wake up, you know what I mean? Because it's like I think those are the things we tend to forget are the simple things in life that that we have because without these things we couldn't write music. Without our legs we couldn't walk. You know, and we just gotta. It just, it's, it's just plain and simple. It's that common sense thing of living. You know what I mean? What well, if you were going to? Uh, what would you tell the kids um, if if they ever ran into uh, some drugs or something in in in, in high school and, well, and they're see, partying a little too much? Coming from like experience on on bad drugs, I see bad drugs can be really really difficult for parents as well as children, and I think. For parents that are on those types of things like that, it, it dwindles down right into your your children too. You know, they follow that. Um, if if you're if, 21 and if, you can smoke weed, what I do you mean, say, what do you tell them? Like for me, I'm going to be honest. You know, it's like I'd be a hypocrite to say that I don't do anything. You know, I don't don't touch this, don't do that. I've seen a lot of, well, I've seen a few Native American artists like put out the whole thing of, of don't touch this and touch that, but they go and do it anyway. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of hypocritical for me. It's like you know what I do. I do smoke once in a while, and I smoke. I smoke cannabis. You know, I use cannabis. I use CBD as well, and I do that because it helps me. It helps calm me. I have a lot of anxiety things, uh, issues that come up, and that actually helps me and, and soothes me. That and some coffee. You know, <laughs> and you're very successful because of it. And I followed yeah. a similar similar path. Yeah. I just realized you can. I can't play as hard as I yeah. used to play. But I, but to the children that are like in high school going through this, if they've never touched anything, don't touch anything. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's even better. But if they're experienced something, you know, it, it's you know, kids are going to experience things. You can't stop them. And the more you tell them, don't do this, don't do that, they want to go out and try it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that is so, so true. I, I think the first thing that that we can start is with our, like our own family. See, I have no children. I have I don't have family yet, but me growing up, I think the more you have an open heart and a mind from your father and mother and they have that understanding and can show you those things, as you get older, you start to respect those things and mm-hmm. you, you don't touch those things. But when you get to be 18, 21, 
if you never drunk before and you drunk, you know, you kind of have those, those, uh, those backbones behind you, like holding you up, like you're going to be good, you know? All right, well, one more, one more question now. Yeah. My, my niece is, uh, as Gabrieleno, but she, um, doesn't have a tribe or a clan or anything like that. What, what would you say to those native Americans out there that, that aren't uh, a tribal member, but still, uh, want to be, blood. yeah, still want to understand where they came from. I think the best thing is to, to research as far as you can back to your grandmothers, great grandmothers and see if there's, if there was somewhere on a roll, even going through the Bureau of Indian Affairs, it's sad that it has to go that way, but they're the ones that hold the records for everything. You know what I mean? And what What about if they'll never they'll never be a member, but like they can still find part of their culture by studying? Yeah, and being with other Native peoples too. I mean, I always think about that too. It's like when I go out and perform, and I see other Natives, you know. And there's a lot of Natives in society right now that never have lived on a res. They've just been born in the city grown up in the city and never been back to the hills or to the mountains and, and never seen that. Just like some of the, the folks that live in the cities now, never been to the mountains. They yes. only know skyscrapers and yep. and buildings, you know. It's like somewhere or another you have to go back to those things, you know what I mean? And, and for Native folks that have never been on the reservation, it's like just – just come down you know if it's even going to a powwow and being a part of for that day because i know how hard it is too it's like what, me growing up I, I knew i was native and all that but i was trying to fit in in little groups i could try to fit in and you know it's like it never worked for me you know it worked for a minute and then something would happen i ran around in the streets a little bit it didn't work for me you know what i mean and it's you're soul searching at that time and especially when you're younger you're soul searching well, that's the end of the show, but oh my gosh, I had a great time. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. Pa- Pakuma Taunit. Yeah, or Taunit. 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 I'm going to keep practicing, team, but I, <laughs> this was a total blessing for uh, San Bernardino and the Inland Empire area. Yeah. Thank you for everything you do for the adults and thank for you. the kids. And anything you need, you let me know. And Robert Porter and I Love San Bernardino will yeah. be there to help you. Aspen and Ioka, Paipantana and Paikotani. And we have a time for your, what, what's your next show? Anything big uh, coming up, real quick? Nothing's coming up, but we're getting ready to drop that single. It's called Go Get Your Paper. We're featuring E40. And we're working on another one called Genesis. All right. And that's I Love San Bernardino County Radio Show. We out of here. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. I'm so tired of the bomb.